Welcome to On Balance. I'm your host, Dr. Rod Berger. I'll be your guide as we explore the stories of today with the personalities impacting tomorrow. Welcome to On Balance. All right, everybody, let's dive a little bit deeper into a topic uh, and, a, and a term that when used, I think, correctly and adequately makes significant impact, not just on our, our species as human beings, but on planet Earth, and that is sustainability. And what better place to to turn to uh, than to a professional in this space? Pedro Pereira, he's a chief sustainability officer at SAP Latin America and the Caribbean. And if if pre-interview is any indication of the quality of the conversation and the energy, I think we're we're all in for a treat. Uh, Pedro, it's fantastic to spend some time with you. Uh, I know that you've been sort of crisscrossing the globe, uh, and you are in you know such a destination city of Miami that has such richness and life to it. Uh, let's let's start with sustainability and your professional career in the art, because you've done a lot of different things to not only give back, but you're you're very active uh, as a professional. Just looking at your background, when did the term sustainability? When did it cement in your mind what it meant, what it felt like? Like walk me into the restaurant that is sustainability of your life. Well, Rod Berger, it's an amazing opportunity to be here with you. And I also love your energy. I can tell this is going to be great. And you started off in a very nice way because actually sustainability came to my life through the routes of innovation. That's how I found sustainability. And you know what? I've been developing for the past 20 years a career that there was only one thing I've been looking for, differentiation differentiation from my life, differentiation from my work. And uh, every time I would encounter innovation challenges that would, you know, challenge me in a way that uh, I could put my best at work. And especially over the past 10 years, I've had an amazing opportunity to live abroad, you know, coming from Brazil all the way to Dubai and experiencing a completely different society, the entire Middle East, North Africa, uh, and also dealing with, you know, challenges comes from Europe with that entire direction of the region. And I've learned so much on innovation. But there's one thing in my uh, journey that was important. That is, every time I try to add value to a customer through innovation, I would come up with ideas and ways of helping pretty much the customer experience. For a long time, customer experience was the most important thing of my life. But then I realized one thing. Wait a second. Not all innovation is actually good innovation. There are innovations that should not exist. And that's where sustainability came to my life. That's where I understood that the contribution we make through innovation should be responsible. And ever since then, that I found a way to use my technology, innovation, and skills to put that to work, I would always look at giving a purpose to it. And that's where sustainability started happening in my life. And that's great to share this story here with you. Thank you, Pedro. You you touched on something you're talking about, and I think it's an important component of sustainability or really sort of any effort that is, is global in scale and nature, which is you know, having some level of discernment, being able to say, is this good technology? Just because it's innovation, does that mean that it is additive? 
Is it supportive? Is it inclusive? Is it equitable? Does it make sense for not only the short term, but the long term? So with that as the backdrop, help the audience and myself understand the role of questions in sustainability. Meaning, are you finding that in the different cultures that you have been sort of dropped in from 10,000 feet, that you are seeing advancements in understanding of what sustainability what sustainability looks like, what it feels like, how it can be applicable to our lives and in our professions, and are we asking those questions that make us, I think, better consumers um, and reviewers of what is actually sustainable and what might not be? Asking questions is the fundamental challenge of an innovator, and I think that this drives the progress we want from the innovation. If your questions are just short-term oriented, it means that you will get short-term results. But if your questions are seeking progress in the long term, it means that the commitment you have to whatever project or initiative ahead of you, it will create a bigger value. And when it comes to value, uh, I think the questions you need to ask should go beyond the value for shareholders. What we see is there is a movement from shareholder economy to stakeholders economy. It means that your questions, they need to be a bit more you know, comprehensive. Okay, is this going to generate economic value? Yes, check in the box. But also you need to ask the question, will this create environmental value and also social value? So you need to look around the planet and the society that your business are contributing to. And that should be part of your strategy, part of what you deliver in terms of products and services. And that's where the questions are changing. The executives from the past, they had one formula that worked that only took into consideration the top line and bottom line, right? And the questions was always around shareholders. How can I satisfy them? But the future strategy will not be like that. That's where I'm helping a lot of executives, advising them to ask bigger questions about their purpose and how they can generate a green line along with the top line and the bottom line. Let's talk about the role education plays, because you touched on a number of key elements there in the conversations that you have with executives to understand sort of the the relative impact, not only on themselves, their communities, from their products and services, how much of what you do and the industry is about education so that as we broaden our lens, we have a better understanding of what we're looking at, right? So I might create something that is sustainable, but it's narrow and specific and granular to my footprint, but you're challenging me to think broader and bigger about how that one set of footprints impacts my neighborhood, my community my region, my state, my country, these sorts of questions. And I would imagine that to get me from point A to point B, that there's going to be, there has to be some level of education so that you almost help, you're helping to teach me how to recognize these patterns when you're not even there moving forward. Is that fair? Am I sort of on the right path of understanding the impact sustainability has and the relationship it actually, it should ultimately have, I think, with education? Well, Rod, education is the principle for action. Without education, we don't get to action. And we've noticed that a lot of executives, uh, they require 
education in order to first have awareness of what is the contribution that can be done. And second, what are the actions, what kind of efficiencies and practices they can develop to make a real impact. So I'm very big advocate of a concept of unlearn to learn. So when I talk about education, I first drive people to unlearn practices that they might have been comfortable from the past, but that might not help them in the future. So unlearn is part of education and that free up space to learn things that will help strategies to succeed in the next five to 10 years. And actually we have big goals planetary boundary goals that needs to be achieved and that only comes from a completely different mindset and education will prepare us to get there. And and that would you agree that that then supports being responsible with your innovation once you have built that knowledge base up? That's the theme of my life at the moment. Responsible innovation has been a very big topic because, like I said, I don't believe all innovations should exist. Of course, we can achieve so much with the technology we have available and the level of expertise. The possibilities are tremendous, right? But not all innovations should exist. And that's where us as executives, as decision makers, as entrepreneurs, we need to make sure that we come up with responsible innovations that comes with the questions that we just talked about and drive us to a mindset where we really need to make a difference by using that innovation for progress. Because progress comes after the idea being launched. And lots of people, they launch ideas, but they never create progress, isn't it? So let's let's pivot, Pedro, if you don't mind. Uh, I'll be your tour guide here, and then but you'll be the one providing the information and the stories. Uh, let's talk about where you grew up, and let's talk about a moment in time or maybe a series of 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 events where you understood that your actions impacted other people around you, whether that was when you were a young boy or a young man. Talk, give us a flavor for the culture that you grew up in and how it impacts the person that I'm seeing today, because this is not just a job for you or a career. This feels much more like a lifestyle and something that was planted inside you, you know, decades ago. You, you don't have gray hair like I do, Pedro, so I won't, I won't put an age on you. Uh, but it doesn't seem like this is just something that came out of the blue for you as a profession for you that where you could, I guess, realize some success, that this has some deep meaning. So take me back to where you were born, some of the back history of who you are and why this means so much. I used to say that I came from the jungle of Brazil, you know, from the West, a place where, you know, those topics of technology, they would be replaced by uh, the field uh, and farms. And uh, that's, it's an environment, a very simple environment where I came from. But very early in my life, I had to uh, deal with difficult challenges. Um, I was you know, brought up to this world in a very difficult circumstance. And I didn't have the support when I was uh, a little boy uh, that most structured families have out there, right? And I, and I was hurt. To be honest with you, Rod, I was hurt. And for me, when I was about 15 years old, I got to find a skill in life and for my career that changed everything, which is forgiveness. I had to use forgiveness to learn empathy, 
And that came from a situation in my life where I had to forgive my stepfather that didn't have uh, a, a super positive influence in the beginning of my life. I used to say that I started on the negative, whereas lots of people were starting from the ground zero. I was negative. And for me, the act of forgiveness helped me to develop empathy because to give forgiveness to what happened to me, I had to put on his shoes. And by doing that, I learned the skill that helped me until today in the workplace because with empathy, you can actually go and navigate difficult situations in business. And when it comes to business and you want to be an innovator, you will have to be frustrated. You will be frustrated because you will try things. And if you don't forgive, number one, yourself and the people around you, you will be stuck, maybe stuck in an idea from the past or a project that failed and you will not move forward. So the way I grew up, you know, applying forgiveness as a strength of my career helped me to take risks, calculated risks. That's why I started my first company when I was 18 years old. That's why I went out and took multinational jobs very young in my life and, you know, dealing with big responsibilities. And finally, international experiences, going abroad and taking up challenges that are super big. And right now I have a very big challenge to help Latin America drive sustainability action uh, with SAP. I need to be open to really collaborate with all kinds of people where diversity is fundamental. It sounds like you created, it's like a sustainability for your own spirit. Like to get to, get to a, a net positive, you had to find a way, even at 15, to create a sustainable model for engaging with others and understanding themselves and their impact on you and thus where you could grow. Wow. I never thought that way, you know, a sustainable spirit, but it makes all sense. Uh, at the end of the day, um, you cannot change the world if you don't fix your own problems. And I think we need to face it head on. Right? And that has been the theme of my life. I've been having the courage to really face my issues and overcome them. And yes, that created a protection around my spirit. And if there is one thing that I do that is fundamental to make that protection happen is to have hope. I believe hope is what differentiates us. If you think of projects, future, and innovation, if you don't have hope, you will never get that because you will pretty much you know, slow down your journey because you will feel afraid and you will have uncertainties. And if there is one thing we know for sure is that vulnerability, complexity, uncertainty, and ambiguity will be all over the place. So you will need to have the courage to deal with that. And that comes from within, to deal with those uncertainties of life, career, and, and professional challenges. You will have to be strong. It comes the hope you bring to the world. That's how I deal with the philosophy of my life. So I get the sense, Pedro, that because you have found a lane where you can provide impact that is connected to your spirit, your, you know, your legacy. Um, as a man, 
I find the people that have that kind of passion, they can match that with their career, that oftentimes the one struggle that they have is turning it off, the proverbial off, because the ideas are always flowing. There's the energy. It's not, you're not working. You're a part of something that's a part of your passion, right? So help me understand sort of the internal, Pedro, in how you balance the excitement for what you do uh, and your own life uh, as an entrepreneur and someone who gives back even to education. I know Singularity University, like you've got all these different elements. So help help the audience out there and the young entrepreneur understand how you have created a healthy balance to support your passion and your career. Everybody should understand their identity. And the core strength of my identity is creativity. I drive my leadership and influence through creativity. Every time I face a challenge, I look at that challenge with the creative lenses, which means that I can bring to the table something different to solve a problem that lots of people would deal differently. But by knowing that creativity is my strength, I lead through that. And it only happens because I spend time to get to know myself. And when I realize that creativity is what brings me from point A to point B, I started using that everywhere I go. And you know what? There are a lot of people around me that are great on different strengths, like, you know, coordinating teams and making sure that they uh, do some of the work that it's not on my strengths. And I know how to share that responsibility with them because I lead through my strengths. I don't try to use my weaknesses or areas less developed of my life to achieve the outcomes that I aim to. So it's very important that you have passion and vitality. And that is what I express in my presentations. Passion and vitality is fundamental. But your uh, way of shining comes from your core identity. So let's pivot, Pedro, to SAP, an incredibly iconic and recognizable brand around the globe. Talk about sort of where SAP is and where you are as a department and, and at your charge sustainability and the types of projects and things that you're taking on now as we swing you know, to the second half of 2022 and beyond? For the past 50 years, Rod, SAP has had the responsibility of the most mission-critical systems of all companies you can ever imagine, different industries. That responsibility is now being extended from the world of the ERP the systems that run efficiently an organization, to the world of ESG, the environmental, social, and governance. This is the same level of criteria a business leader should have to drive their business to the future. They should be efficient with the ERP, but also they should be responsible to their you know, impact on the planet and also people and economic through the lens of the ESG. So my role at SAP is to help those thousands of customers, companies that want to do better, to actually use the technology and the expertise in order to drive their future strategy aligned to the commitments that they already have, commitments to the you know, goals uh, of the development of the planet, commitments to investors that want them to have more responsibility around climate change and how the actions they will have. Even with nature, we see a lot of in Latin America, 
nature-based solutions and the ability for Latin America to lead the world with sustainability when it comes to the renewable energy and how we can serve the world. So my job here is actually to be a catalyst, a catalyst for a new kind of innovation, an innovation that comes from our deep connection with the nature and the well-being of people. Let's close with this, Pedro. And I think I'm, I would know the answer to this, um, but I think it's important to ask. I think a lot of people who aren't involved in the day-to-day, the ESG world, the sustainability world, they see it and they think it's daunting that they're going to have to reconfigure the way in which they think, the way in which they think about R&D, and the list goes on and on. For those that have not fully leaned into a world of sustainability and practice and thought processes, what is your message to them uh, to help motivate and inspire? Because I, my sensibility about you is your combination of your motivating factor, but I also see an arc, a creative architect within you, which is you can see patterns maybe that I might not recognize, but I know that I need to figure out for the not only for the uh, sustainability. Uh, no pun intended, of my company moving forward, but in my place in within the world, the, the world economy, the way in which I support my employees. So what is your message to those that haven't fully leaned in yet and maybe are a little bit reticent just because they don't have the knowledge yet? Well, the biggest trend is transparency. But now in order to get to transparency, you need to remember with transparency comes accountability. And that's the first level of action. The accountability required in 2022 going forward will drive compliance situations where organizations will have to prepare themselves. Otherwise, they will go bankrupt or they will not have the license to operate in different markets, right? So compliance driven by the need to have accountability on the business is pretty much where everybody starts. But there is one level beyond that, which is a new hypothesis of profitability. And that new hypothesis of profitability will require efficiencies to create a competitive edge. Organizations that will win, they will have a different level of competitiveness that comes from sustainable practices, which is anticipating themselves from only governments and investors that are pushing them to do the right thing, to incorporate the right thing on their DNA and making sure that they have operations that drive a new way of achieving profitability. And finally, desirability. Desirability means that there is a green consumer, green expectations, people that want to use clothes that they know didn't come from, you know, uh, human traffic or using a car that knows that have less impacts to the environment, maybe an electric car. There is a higher group of consumers that desire innovation, solutions that are really ready for a sustainable future. So organizations that are smart, they are working today in the next S-curve. They've been doing well, but now there is a new S-curve, which means that they have to start experimenting innovations for a low-carbon economy, for circular economy, and that makes them really the future leaders that they desire to become. So innovation is fundamental. So for me, the final tip for everybody, either you do sustainability because of compliance, because of efficiencies based on new practices or because of innovation. Regardless your way to achieve that, start it. Take action because we are in the decade 
of action. Everything we do today will have a big impact in future generations to come. And the responsibility is ours, the business leaders, to make it happen. Well, if the audience is anything like me in this moment, um, I would want to be spending more time than less with you, um, ideating and, and learning uh, and sharing and experiencing the energy first person with you. Uh, but outside of this interview, I, a little birdie told me that you're working on a book. Uh, one, is that true? Two, uh, give me the give me the ten thousand foot view on that. And where can people connect to learn more about you uh, and also SAP and their sustainability efforts? Oh yes, that's exact exactly true. Uh, the book is about the ten years I spent in Dubai, in the Middle East. But before going and explaining how those ten years happened, I had to go back and actually share what prepared me to go after this big challenge. And also, we look into the future. What the past ten years helps us to prepare for the next ten years. And I believe that sharing our experiences is critical to help others to achieve their next stage of their life, their projects, everything they want to see. And that's what the book is all about. It's coming up in August. Uh, the launch of the book will happen in Portuguese now in, in, in August, September. And then in November, we'll have another launch of the book in English. So we will be uh, really, you know, growing in different languages in order to share those experiences to whoever wants to go to the next level of their careers. It's going to be about purpose in the Emirates. I found purpose and I want to share purpose with everybody. Of course, uh, everybody can find me on social media. Number one, LinkedIn. I'm very active there, you know, sharing videos, uh, content that help people to get to know more professionally what's happening. I'm also on Instagram, uh, available as well with uh, content that will help them really to be more connected because, you know, we are in the content creation age. And I think you know a lot about that, right, Rod? <laughs> well, thank you, Pedro. And I'll be looking forward to the English version uh, of your book coming out in November. I wish I could claim that I speak Portuguese, but not in this lifetime. Uh, <laughs> but look, it's been such a pleasure. I hope people check you out on social media. It's always nice to see, I think, the humanity behind the brands that are iconic across the globe. It's, I think, inspiring for the young people, the early career professional that is looking for a landing place, a home that aligns with their spirit, their determination and purpose as a person and as a professional. And I think Pedro, um, he, was, he, he embodies that uh, at, at, every, at every sector. So at every juncture of his experience and ours of his. We want to thank Pedro Pereira. He's the Chief Sustainability Officer at SAP Latin America and the Caribbean. I'm your host, Dr. Rod Berger. This concludes another chapter of On Balance. Connect with me via LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm Dr. Rod Berger.